done by the end of it, but they find a way to stop him, of course. Aw, so mean. Well, he worked really hard for that painting. He's, his idea at that moment is uh, the painting will kill everyone because he's operating under the logic. Well, if you live, you're suffering. So if I just kill everyone, I've stopped all suffering. So he's making a cold, dark place where he'll make everyone sleep forever. And he'll just sit there as the one that has to stay awake to make sure everyone's dead. <laughs> that sounds like a very boring existence. Yes. I feel like he could do better. Like, somebody needs to talk to him. Eh, someone does talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> and at some point you said you found similarities between the painted world and Nito? Well, yes. Uh, the, the sentence I just used, uh, the cold, dark place, was right. not by accident. The painting girl is constantly telling us that's what she's making. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. In the Saints anime, people mm -hmm. who go in the painting die? Uh, if he paints you into it, you're dead. Yeah. He, okay. There's Well, there's one way around it. Uh, it happens to the Pegasus really early on. Mm -hmm. Where, uh, well, he's the best friend of the person that got chosen to be the Hades vessel for this generation. Because Hades doesn't actually have, like, the one he's supposed to take is all the way locked away. So the one he takes is like the most nice and peaceful person he can find on the planet. That's the one he goes for. Right. Mm -hmm. And this time it ended up being the best friend of the Pegasus Saint and the best friend of Athena as well. Because they were like a trio of friends as they were kids, which is already a weird moment in the show where everyone's going, why did Athena reincarnate all the way over there? <laughs> She's supposed to be born back in Sanctuary, safe immediately. And, well, later on, everyone goes, well, of course, that's why she was there. Ah, <laughs> uh, a twist. Yeah. But it happens, <laughs> like, ten minutes into Lost Canvas, you'll already get, like, uh, the Dark Lord completely explained, because the same event that happens in Dark Souls 3 to us kind of happens to that person that got chosen, whose name is Alone. Mm -hmm. Just to make it simpler for future reference. <laughs> cool. Uh, so, he's like making a painting in like uh, a beautiful, on a beautiful mountain just to capture a thing. And a, a lady with completely jet black hair and a black robe walks up to him and starts explaining to him that he's the Dark Lord. And then she kisses him, and in that kiss, she transfers the soul of Hades into him. Because every generation of Hades gets a Pandora to help him. Right. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Dark Lord, my boyfriend and I started watching an anime. Um, babe, my love, what's the name of that anime that we started watching with the Dark Lord? I forgot. <laughs> My boyfriend's being a bully by not telling me the anime we watched yesterday. Devilman? No, not Devilman. No. Babe. Babe, don't be bullied. Did he leave? Oh my god. Corvo. I know. Daddy's being a bully. Yeah, it's an anime and it's um about like... 
don't know, a guy and he's in high school and there's a girl and she's in high school, but he switched high schools because he wants to try to be cool because he's not really cool because he's into like, I don't know, like cosplay or whatever. But she knows him and she's into cosplay, so she thinks he's the coolest, but he's like, no, don't tell anybody in this new school that I'm into cosplay or whatever because that's not cool. Okay, my boyfriend just sent me the name via message. It's called Love. Chinebu and other delusions. I Have see. y'all seen it? No. It's very cute. You never heard of it? My boyfriend is such an anime professional. He knows all the anime. I, okay. I, I have an old library. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just made me think of that. Cool. Yeah, Dark Lord is a generic term that pops up a lot. I mean, even in Harry Potter, the bad guys. The yeah. Dark yeah, Lord. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's not enough to go. Ah, uh, ah, uh, they're linked. <laughs> <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, I lost my chain of thought. Lost my chain of thought. I think I was explaining the vessels. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Hades takes uh. A- the new body every generation. It's always the most peaceful one, and it usually ends up being someone someone he's not supposed to be in. So they get a certain amount of freedom, and they can actually fight back because alone doesn't actually listen to Hades. It turns out all the way at the end, it's still alone trying to kill everyone. Mm-hmm. They even have a moment during the show where he gets locked away because they the the. There's two gods beneath Hades that actually are active the entire time, and it's uh, Hypnos and Thanatos, the god of sleep and death. Right. Because, and we actually get to see the god of death in Dark Souls as well. Uh, she's she's become female, and she's in the painted world. Priscilla. Right. What? So there's kind of already things sh- showing that. Uh, Hades is kind of working with Seif or has some arrangement with Seif because there's more tie- things that tie these two together, like uh, the lake, uh, the Hydra in the lake. That's a straight-up mm-hmm. Greek reference. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a uh, reference to Lake Lerna, where uh, Hades puts a Hydra to protect an entrance to the underworld. And what do we find in the cave behind them? The entrance to Seal. Uh, hmm. Did you know that way back in the day before Richie came in and ruined my channel, mm-hmm. I had a whole series planned out where I talk about Greek mythology and Dark Souls? I did not know that. It's yeah, the things cool. that could have been. Thanks yeah. a lot, Richie. Yeah. Well, nothing's stopping you from still doing it. Don't be a bully, Emlyn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still going to do that because... For some characters, you kind of have to. Mm-hmm. There's, mm-hmm. Uh, I've at least uh, uh, found two characters that are kind uh, full on Greek mythology and don't have any reference to saints in them whatsoever. It's uh, Isolith and the blacksmith himself. They they are straight up full. Uh, uh, you just look at Greek mythology and then you start looking at Dark Souls and they line up. Isolith seems to line up with 
Hera and Gaia. Because Hera gets locked in her throne by her by the blacksmith. He puts a, uh, the throne, basically when she sits down in it, it constricts on her the two uh, rests for your arms, your arm rests. They yep. snap shut on her so she can't get out anymore, which is kind of how we find her. Held mm-hmm. in place by two sticks. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that the bug is inside of her is a Gaia reference because Zeus supposedly grabbed the Hecaton Kiris and shoved them back into Gaia's womb, which is where we have to run into to get to it. Mm-hmm. So that's straight up Greek mythology. That's yep. I, You don't find that anywhere else. And that is also after he rewrote it because I heard the Loki explain that and everyone else that she's supposed to move around. Yeah, the the like tree woman thing was meant to be the boss fight, and then it got sort of turned into the bug thing later on because they couldn't get it working. So I mm-hmm. think he just went okay. My original idea is not working. I'm rewriting it to this because this still yeah. fits. Mm-hmm. And it's falls in line with what, well, what what we needed to experience to tell the story. Mm-hmm. But for the rest, I think his original idea was to make Isleth more of the Poseidon style character than what she became. Right. But let's get back to Nito, because I keep going all over the place. He picks vessels anytime, every generation, and he works through proxies. And if we start looking, that uh, sort of happens in the games too, because you usually have him sealed away. There's two generations where he just sits at the bottom and is waiting for everyone else to solve all of it. In Dark Souls 1, he's sleeping, and in Dark Souls 2, he's just sitting at the bottom of his gulch going, ooh, a statue. Pining for a woman, apparently, which we can think of as being Filianor in Dark Souls 3, because yeah. she has to be sealed away for some reason. Is Filian... Yeah, so Filian... Um, do you want to talk right. about the connection between uh, Saint Seiya and Dark Souls 3, then, other than uh, Aldrich? Yes. Uh, okay, yeah. Well, we've already gone into Gale a little bit, but even the way it's all set up and the way he uses his sword and stuff is straight up how Hades is depicted all the way at the end. So he is effectively, when he loses control at the end, that's no longer Gale. Right. Let's see. How many things can I go into here? Because there's so many. Which would be the easiest one to go for first. Maybe one that Richie would enjoy because it drives him nuts. <laughs> uh, the Pontiff. Oh, right, right. Richie loves the Pontiff. The Pontiff seems to be based fully on um, the Pope position in Sanctuary, which there's like degrees of uh, how important you are or how much you can demand, shall we say. You have the Bronze Saints who are at the just above the foot soldiers who don't even get 
saint's armor. They're just wearing normal pieces of steel where saint's armor is a living thing and gives you superpowers. Then you have the silver saints, which is sort of the middle class, which you could look at as the silver knights from Dark Souls. And then you get the gold saints, which we only got two of, thankfully, because I don't think we could have survived 12 of them. (laughs) (laughs) And then you have the Pope position, and then you have Athena herself all the way at the top. Now, in classic, the Pope is the guy that actually took everything over. He tried to kill Athena and took over Sanctuary after she got saved and carried off as a baby. And so he ruled and he took over everything. But he's always hidden and he's got like a split personality, so it's good and bad fighting within him. Right. And his dress style and everything, but it's pretty much just uh, the the story. Pretty much goes: this is the dude that's tricking a god into doing exactly what he wants. So Aldrich looks like he's the one in control, but actually Pontiff is the one that's making Aldrich do his stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Do they bidding? Pretty much, he's making Aldrich do it so that Nito doesn't actually wake up. So he's keeping Aldrich uh, awake, shall we say, within that body and not letting Nito out. Because he realizes that if he lets, if that happens, he can't rule. Everyone's going to die. Because hmm. Aldrich will have no reason to stay there and he'll actually start hunting. Which is why I think Gwyn also went to Link the Fire. I think he put himself there as a final resort when he realized how fucked he was. Sorry for my language. Shall I That's all right. say that differently? No, it's fine. We've given up censoring things. No, well, yeah, no, but I have a solution. I've been watching The Good Place, so you gotta say how forked he was. Oh. Yeah. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, there's that moment where they say that Gwyn looked forward and all of a sudden started fearing the Dark Lord more than anything. I, that's straight up then saying that he's fearing Nido taking over. Mm. Could the Dark Lord be um, like the human? That's the way it sort of starts. I think uh, the way it was going to go was so the human does all the fighting and takes all the risks, becomes the Dark Lord in a sense. Nito comes up, kills him, or just absorbs him. Mm. How the, the, that final step, I don't really know, but it, it pretty much ends up with the Dark Lord eventually having to bow to him. Mm-hmm. Or being re... Because, like, uh, every, the, they keep telling us in the game, too, that Dark Souls wants to be a whole again. Yeah. So it keeps... Nito mm-hmm. would still have the biggest part Right. So he he would be able to uh, take in, well, it would be most attracted to him, let's say that. So he might be able to just rip your soul straight out of your body. Kind of like a Mortal Kombat. I don't know if you're too young, but a long time ago, there was this movie called Mortal Kombat. 
And one of the guys was like, your soul is mine. It was very cool. I saw that. I'm an oldsman. Okay, so what were you saying? What was I saying? I was gonna. Oh yeah, uh, I think Gwen pretty much put himself there as a final resort to make sure Nito couldn't just take the first flame. Right. Mm-hmm. Like a final fail safe. That's why he straight up attacks everything that comes near it. He's not a very good fail safe. He's kind of easy to parry. We killed him on soul level one. Well, yeah, after two hours. Well, you know, we're undead. We don't care. We have nothing better to do. He's also been there for a thousand years. So, <laughs> a first jump when he jumps at you—that's the the only moment where he's at full power. And then when he lands, the back goes and he goes ah, and <laughs> then you parry him. <laughs> Lore official cannon. Uh, uh the. The Black Knights, however, are also straight up a Saint Seiya reference. Yeah. Because they explain that, that those are silver knights that whose armor got turned black by fire. Now, it's a little different in Saint Seiya, where uh, saints that die in the wars against Hades can be brought back by Hades as soldiers in his army. Mm-hmm. And then they get a sort of black version of their original armor. And in the first episode of Lost Canvas, there's three silver saints that effectively mid-conversation explaining that they died, turn black and attack, uh, try to attack Athena. Oh, damn. So I'm not sure if they're actually on Gwyn's side anymore. Hmm. Maybe they're effective because they are also referred to as uh, ghosts in most of their item description. Yeah, well, yeah, phantoms. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's very specific because ghosts. That's the other. That's what we find in New Londo. Yeah, <laughs> which also ties into saints. The entirety of New Londo even ties into saints. Uh, the city itself seems to be based on the city where Hades, H- Hades. Uh, the Pegasus and Athena grow up in Lost Canvas. Because in the first episode, the Pegasus averts a flood of the city All right. by breaking a, a giant boulder. It's also how another saint notices that there's an insanely powerful cosmos there and that he's good for becoming a saint. Hmm. But uh, that city also returns later as a sort of vision when it's filled with just like ghost versions and hollows of the people that used to live there. And the, Peg- the Pegasus gets confronted with that. With the other people that were in the orphanage with them and stuff. It's kind of brutal, but it's pretty much, uh, and it's a vague similarity, but they're there. Uh, it also gets used there as, like, a sort of... It's right next to the Tower of Hades, which that transfers to the kiln in Dark Souls. Right. the tower itself has very similar structures, but the surroundings of it, the, the like, uh, bent rock pin things that are up there, I don't know how to say it any differently. 
There's like weird yeah, yeah. pins and stuff coming out of the land. Yeah, I, I think are... it's it's meant to be like um, the the flame turned the sand into glass. Yeah. Well, you find those all around Hades Tower as well, right? As well as a, a specter, which is the name for Hades' version of saints that uses flies to do his attacking, which would be a reference to Dark Souls 3's Painted World. Right, right. Uh, I forget her name. Scythe Lady in the book. Oh, Frida. Frida. Yeah, Frida. Yeah. Frida seems to be what uh, inspired by that guy because he's sitting there in a nun's dress at an... Uh, the piano for the church organ, and he, the way when he plays it, the the ghosts sort of react to his orders in the show. But the he uses flies to control people and stuff because he's the, the specter of decay, and well, all of that seems to be what Miyazaki used as inspiration for our second journey into the painted world. Mm. That specters seem to be smashed together and reformed and redistributed all over Dark Souls because even the Four Kings fight has a, a basis in Lost Canvas. There's a fight in there with uh, the God of Death where he just keeps popping them into an abyss. And his body keeps reforming within that abyss and stuff because they keep doing damage to him because his powers are what the people he's fighting use as the fuel for their uh, powers. So they're sort of the perfect people to fight him. But yeah, his uh, body gets blown away like five times and he just keeps popping back up like, yeah, okay, I did. You, I don't think you guys understand what forever means. And that's him, like, telling them. Yeah. And they keep, uh, well, pushing him back until eventually they, uh, one of them pushes the vessel out into the abyss. And the vessel isn't holy. So without the spirit in it, it just explodes. Yeah. And Uh-oh. then he tries to take one of them as his vessel and gets sealed away in a box. Aww. That's straight up bullying right there. Richard, did you have anything to do with that? <laughs> you know, Richie, in Russian, we have a saying, Malchanias Naksaklasia, and uh, it says a lot right now. What does it mean? <laughs> or are you going to make us look it up? <laughs> like, I guess I'm thinking of it more in the context, like if I'm like, Hey, Richie, do you want the last piece of this cake? And you're kind of quiet. And I'm like, oh, well, if you're quiet, that means yes. And I eat the cake. Oh, okay. You think I'm being a bit quiet? What? <laughs> basically, silent, silence is agreeing. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, when I was referring to you as bully, you were silent. That means like, oh, if you're silent, that means you're admitting you're a bully. <laughs> I feel like it's about time you learn some Russian because every time I give you a Russian expression, I have to explain it thoroughly yeah, and yeah. it just, you know, it's not the same effect. Do you think destroying the vessel reminds you of, how do you say it again? It's Koshier. Koshier? Koshier. yeah. How yeah. his essence is hidden inside of all, like, the Matryoshka doll. 
Oh, his essence. Wait, it's it's in it's in like a needle that's in a hen that's on yeah. an island that's in a river. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me look it up. A cachet soul may be inside in a needle, which is in an egg, which is in a duck, which attempts to fly off if anybody tries to capture it. <laughs> That's neat. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't think of that. You thought of that? Well, I was just thinking about like mythical beings that have their essence stored inside something else. Oh, that's a good observation, Richie. Makes me think Harry Potter. <laughs> I've never seen Saint Seiya. I'm actually that, the clicking you can hear in the background is me reading the Wikipedia article on Saint Seiya. Oh my god, you're so unprofessional, Richie. <laughs> you got questions? Just ask them. I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm bro, good. just ask. <laughs> no, but I don't know where to start with the questions because I've never seen this before. I've played the um the Famicom Saint Seiya game, which is terrible, but I've never actually watched the show or read the manga. Oh yeah, the the the, the games cutscenes are always just two of the characters standing in one of the st- stages of the game, and then text either being spoken or appearing on the screen. They they didn't put a lot of effort into those. Which is, <laughs> if if it wasn't for that, I might have gone uh, to people who can't find the classic version, just play the games, but. Holy hell, those are badly done. Where <laughs> in in the in the show you'd get like a the, the painting style of effect of like a scene and there it's just like two people standing there in battle pose just having a conversation. <laughs> they're talking it out, you know. <laughs> but usually they're doing that while they're punching each other. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the perfect time to have deep conversations. While you're punching each other in the face. <laughs> There's so many. Yeah, I wish it was more known. And oh, people again probably like would have seen Saint Seiya imagery even if they don't know what it's called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At this point, there's more than 200 episodes because they added an extra show. It's almost as long as Reborn. Was that shaded Reborn? It's an observation. That still, that all still counts as a short manga. Remember, One Piece yeah, been, has a it says here, yeah episode intro. <laughs> We've gone through a lot of lost canvas at this point, so let's pull it back to something that actually links into Dark Souls directly. Uh, we get Hades just going. I'm gonna take over the world by creating an eternal eclipse. Okay. He just literally does it by himself. And uh, his idea is all life on the world will die and freeze and it will become a cold, dark place. Because he seems obsessed with that little sentence. Hmm. Hmm. Which again ties us back to Dark Souls Painted Girl. And I really don't trust her anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And I really wish there was somewhere else I could deliver the pigments just to get it away from her. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, she seems to be creating a painting of death and I don't want to contribute to it or make it even more powerful. 
Well, that's another good reason not to do the DLCs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shade. Well, you say that, but if you don't do the Ring City, you'll never figure out Dark Souls 1, because you... That's one of those things about Dark Souls 3 that you're going, why Why are we getting these things now? Yeah. Archdragon Peak and the Ringed City should have been part of Dark Souls 1, because they have way more to say about Dark Souls 1 than about Dark Souls 3. They straight up tie in way more to that story than they ever do to uh, Dark Souls 3. They got sealed off for, for uh, ever since Gwyn went away, so they're part of that. Yeah. And then you have to take sealed off with a grain of salt because uh, someone seems to have broken into it. Because even in Dark Souls 1, when we confront Gwyndolin, his magical scepter is the scepter that's depicted on the church doors of Filionor. Hmm. So it's the scepter of her church. Why does he have it? And how? That raises questions to when Shira and Madir came to the city. Or did 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 they uh, arrive before Dark Souls One even got started? Did yeah, Richard. Did they? Well, did probably because they so they've been buried under the ground for like <laughs> eternity. <laughs> and someone had to although, keep although, oh, well, it get, Yeah, it gets confusing because then it's like Shira is Seat's daughter. So did did yeah, but she, yeah. she seems to be playing a hypnosy style right. role if right. we look at saints again and their version of hypnos then she seems to have taken the part of keeping Philionor asleep see if is there uh the abyss dragons also tie into one of the judges from dark souls uh from saint Seiya. i'm even confused with the titles <laughs> uh there's the Three judges of the underworld, and the main dragon is the Wyvern Abyss dragon. And he gets, uh, there's in Lost Canvas, he absorbs a part of Hades and becomes even more powerful. And in the other one, he's just insanely powerful already and just keeps going because he doesn't actually die. There's not like a Every generation, there's a new specter. It's the exact same dude that wakes up again. Right. Mm. Maybe a benefit of having the kingdom of the dead. You don't have to stop using someone if they die. You just go, no, no, you're going back. Yeah, it's like recycling. And every time you kill them, he can just uh, bring them back, which is one of the first things I actually have to sort of find the solution against them the first holy war of the show in Lost Canvas. You're fighting immortals. What do you do? <laughs> Get some garlic. Uh, they find a way to seal them. The, they make a sort of... They find the tree of the underworld, and which is the only living thing that grows in the entirety of the underworld, and seeds of it. And they make a sort of bead necklace with it, and charge it and then they use that to seal all the all 108 of those soldiers. Because he has a rather large army on top of it. <laughs> is is Persephone in Saint Seiya? That's uh, Orpheus's girlfriend, right? 
No, no. Um, uh, she's the goddess who's kidnapped by Hades. Yeah, <laughs> Athena takes that role. Right. Okay. So, and if we start looking at uh, symbols for Athena, this the scepter comes into play again. That's on her church. The spindle scepter is effectively a symbol for Athena in actual Greek mythology. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. Philianor is way more uh, uh, Athena-based than uh, Persephone-based. Right. And that hmm. she, she's sealed away. And there's also a uh, text of uh, a, the, the previous goddess of destiny or something handing the egg of creation to her eventually and start making her protected. I'm talking Athena now. Right. From Greek mythology. Uh, so, so you see the, the egg as Philianor's orb thing. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. And she's Athena, the goddess of necessity, which is why she's able to put us in at the most uh, important moment, the one moment where Hades almost gets free. But, yeah. Other than that, I don't... I don't <laughs> think Persephone is in Saints anymore. Right. But yeah, Athena gets carried off into the underworld in that show too, and eventually gets put into a sort of egg, egg-like jar to bleed out. It's it. Damn. Uh, yeah, they get brutal sometimes. Intense. Yeah, it's it's fully based on Greek mythology, and they don't hide it. If stuff is supposed to be brutal, it's brutal. Well, that was a discussion of the parallels and possible influence between Saint Seiya and Dark Souls, and our guest was Amwin, who has his own YouTube channel. Would you like to remind everyone what that is? Sure. My channel is Gaming Grimoire, and I hope you enjoyed it. I hope to see you there. <laughs>